Welcome into a special Friday night edition of the Astros Beat the Rangers Unlocked on Astros. We're going to talk to you about how Jose Altuve set the tone. We know Blanco got into a little bit of trouble, but the Astros came back and won game one of an important four-game set with my guy, Trev. From all the way up from New York, let's check out this edition of Locked on Astros. Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Beerling's back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we're your daily Astros podcast. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me You can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find me pretty much anywhere you get your socials. Always positive, always Stros. Find the show at Locked on Astros on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you get your podcasts. And my guy is joining me from New York. Eric's out of town right now. We decided to do a special edition Locked on Astros. Trev, tell everybody where they can find you, sir. What's up, guys? You can find me on Twitter at Trev Strohs. You can find my Instagram at Trev Hauer, T-R-E-V-H-A-U-E-R. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel at Trev Strohs. Yeah, that's right. Now, we do have a little bit of a video delay, but the audio is coming through crisp and clear. I think the enemies, the Yankees, are trying to interrupt the signal, but you know, that's about par for the course. So let's get started on this game. Altuve sets the tone early. He comes in with a solo shot, not wasting any time. You know, Gray has actually had a very good amount of success coming into this game, six and three on the year. The Rangers pitching coaches have really done a number with him and they've really done a number with guys that have been marginally successful and they've kept not well, I guess not Degrom, but they've kept guys like Evaldi and Haney. They've kept them, you know, healthy. But Altuve sets the tone, and early on it was one to nothing. And then when the Rangers got up, Ronel Blanco was a little shaky. We'll get to Ronel Blanco a little bit later. But how important, Trev, is it for them to start the game with the leadoff home run and having Jose Altuve back in this lineup? I mean, I think you just need to look back at the two games that were pre- that were played previously to this one. 10-7, to 7, huge W, right? Oh, we got the 10-run curse. Oh, and then they win 14-0. They scored two touchdowns on the Cardinals yesterday. And we're like, let's see, can they really bounce back after a back-to-back 10-run uh, game? And the fact that it was the best second baseman to ever touch the field in Astros history, Jose Altuve leading off with a bomb, That was so important, and I think it really, even though Ronel Blanco got off to a very slow start, in my honest opinion, I think Altuve's home run really just kind of brought that confidence up a little bit where it's like, okay, Ronel, you don't have to be perfect here, but you you do have a little bit of wiggle room there, so that was huge. I wasn't even sitting down. I didn't have my TV on yet, and I turned it on. It's one nothing. so that's just the kind of player that Jose Altuve is. 34 career leadoff homers. He's the man. Yeah, he is, and he is in a... Basically, I think he's in a ballpark all his own. Um, there were some different people. I was doing some TikTok live with Locked On, and people were like, you know, who's better, Biggio or, or, you know, Altuve? And look, my whole 
my whole stance on any goats talk or greatest of all time talk always rest in really it's up to the person unless you sit down and say okay let's take these four categories who's better then you can definitively say okay this person statistically is better than that person but with what Altuve's done in the playoffs with what Altuve is able to do in the leadoff spot you know and what's funny is if you would ask Altuve or Biggio the question who's better they're going to deflect to the other guy. Yeah. That just tells me all I need to know about these guys. So, you know, Altuve was one for five. I want to, I want to kind of talk about this. Tucker was one for four. We had several one for fours of Brayu, Diaz, Dubon, Myers. Okay. McCormick was the only person to have a multi-hit game amidst the rumors from Ken Rosenthal that the Yankees have been talking or have talked to the Astros about McCormick in the past. When players go one for four, you'd think, gosh, I wish we had more hits. But didn't it seem like tonight their hits were coming at the right time? Yeah, they weren't really coming like they weren't really everywhere like they were last night. They weren't all over the place. Um, but it was a very, very timely thing, like you said. Um, they, the offense really didn't have a great day, but they had an efficient day. Honestly, you could call it a great day coming off of 14 runs the night before, scoring five and winning the game still against a team that, I mean, let's be real here. The other team has been talking a lot of smack. That fan base has been talking a lot of trash with their two months of fame. And, uh, you know, when the Astros come knocking on the door, we'll have to see how they respond. But I think the offense was more timely than anything else. But at the same time, they were really, really good when they – you are an all-star snub, my friend. Absolutely. You deserve to be in the all-star game because the fact that the much – as much as you picked the team up on your back in April and the fact that you're still getting timely hits now, I think, I think MLB called it a double, but he ran to third. I call it a triple. It doesn't really matter, but such a great offense tonight. And they did what they needed to do. They needed to blow them out. The pitching was fine. The relievers were great. Blanco was fine, but all around just a great, great win. Great team win. No. Yeah, definitely. And in the third segment, we're going to talk about the bullpen being sharp, you know, um, and, but right now, what I want to talk about is the way they won this game because, you know, the Rangers quickly tied it one to one. Then you'd go three innings, the second, third, and fourth, where they didn't score any runs. Great game to be going to take business. He settled down. You know, the first inning could have really been a disaster. I think the second inning, they let off, and I believe it was a Brayu where someone hit a ball to dead center field. It looked like it was going to be a home run. It was Diaz. And then, yeah. Okay. Diaz. Yeah. And then Texas puts up two. So they go up three to one. So you're like, oh, great. Here we go. You know, this is the one run. I know we kind of broke the curse after the double digit game, but we had two double digit games. So now are we creating a whole new scenario? Don't even and, put that out there. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yep. And then in the fifth inning, they come up, they add to the total. It's just one run. And then they go on top for good. They come back and they scored. They put up a three spot in the sixth inning. And that's all they needed was five to three. And what is impressive here is really what I want to do is talk about Brunel Blanco overcoming. Because when when you look at his numbers, you, you go five innings, four walks, three runs, four hits, two Ks and two home runs, two solo shots. And then... He got the win. So, Ronel Blanco didn't have the best of starts, but he did enough. The team did enough, and Ronel Blanco overcame to get the W. These are the kind of wins that this team has to win right now to give themselves confidence down the road. Because what if we are in a scenario 
where Blanco is in a game. Well, the team knows even if Blanco gives up a couple bombs, we still have the ability to scratch and claw back. That's important. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, if you look at our depth chart, this is like the ninth starter in your starting rotation. He's not going to give you the Justin Verlander 13 strikeouts. He's not going to give you the Garrett Cole. What do you throw against Tampa in the playoffs? 15 in one game. He's not going to do that. He's going to be serviceable. He'll give up a couple shots. Tonight it was back to back. You just got to remember in December, if you told me that Ronald Blanco was going to be starting a game, the Rangers are going to be five games ahead. And he's going to be starting the first game of a four game series in Arlington. I would say, shut up. You're crazy. But Ronald Blanco showed up. And I mean, it wasn't, it was kind of like the offense. It wasn't great by any means, but it was efficient. It was effective. He obviously did his job. He earned the win and the bullpen picked him up. So, I mean, just a complete team win all the way around. Exactly. And, you know, look, I just want to tell you all that this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is a great app. And if you use a promo code locked on MLB, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite event doesn't have to be stressful. With killer deals and last-minute tickets from the best price guaranteed, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped about the fun you'll have. Flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images of seat views, lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, and job loss protection. They also have this really cool thing that if you find a seat in the same section in the same row on another site, and it is cheaper, they will credit you 110% the difference to go back into your pocket. Tickets sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Download the GameTime app today, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So, Look, this game not only came down to Blanco taking care of business, but it took the whole pitching staff because this team from top to bottom, and um, I talked about it this morning when we did a series preview. Um, I did one with Texas Baseball Report, Rip Griffin over there. And if you look at the heat map of the Rangers, they've got five or six guys that are in the red zone when it comes to basically barreling up baseballs. I mean, these guys are barreling up 40-plus percent and higher of the baseballs that they hit, and they're they're mashing the ball a lot. Simeon, Seager, I mean, even down to Jonah Heim, I mean, a lot of them are having a really good season offensively. Garcia, and so this is a team that you look up and down their lineup, I think their, their lowest average right now on the roster is 263. Yeah. So they are hitting. And for this bullpen to have had the struggles it did prior to this three-game win streak and for someone like Blanco to come in and silence them at their home stadium in a sellout crowd in game one, to me, maybe it's premature for the game one of a four-game series, but it seems to me like the Astros came in here going, who's in first place? Really, the Rangers are? It really seemed that way. I really think so. I mean, it wasn't like the first game of the four-game series against the Blue Jays that I went to where they just blew the doors off of them, and it seemed like a mulligan after that because we blew a couple two-run leads in the games two, three, and four after that, and it really just didn't seem – it just seemed like a fluky kind of game. This one was sort of back and forth and was like, all right, the Rangers were kind of thinking to themselves, like, all right, the Astros might be kind of real, so maybe we should step this up a little bit. Um but you said in Arlington, you know what? I call it Minute Maid 2. 
mimic made park, whatever you want to call it. Because I mean, if you, if you want to be us, just call yourselves the Texas um, junior Astros or something, because you're going to take our stadium away too. You're going to represent the entire great state of Texas. How dare you? How dare you Texas Rangers? You know, that's right. <laughs> you, town, the so, Houston Astros. Yeah, exactly. So I just want to um, make sure I get this. Um, James was thinking that because we get a win against a division leader, it actually counts as two games. It does not. We are only we are now instead of five games behind Texas, we are four games behind Texas. And Toronto but, lost. So if the season ended right now, we'd be in the playoffs. That's right. So it'd be Baltimore, New York, and Houston in line with Tampa, Texas, and Minnesota. So it looks like, yeah, so we are four games back. If the Basically, if the Astros are able to sweep, which I didn't predict them to do that. If they're able to sweep, they will leave with only being one game behind. And I'm pretty sure continue the game ground. Now we're a game and a half up on the Angels. I just I just don't see the Angels um, really doing anything. Now, look, um, this three-game win streak is important because the Rangers have already tried to bolster their bullpen and signing one Araldis Chapman. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was really wanting the Astros to go after him, to be honest, because he seems to be nails against everybody except Jose Altuve. So the way I was social media is the Rangers just signed Jose Altuve's son because we know who or all this Chapman's father is. It's Jose Altuve. Wouldn't it be interesting to have an ALCS with the Rangers and the Astros and Araldis Chapman throw a throw a slider? or a hook to Altuve and he takes it out of the park to win against the Rangers of Arlington. Wouldn't that be great? But it would be game four or game five, right? Because we're not going to six or seven against those guys. Are we? Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 You know, I'll get, I'll give him game six. Look, we've, we've got to keep, we've got to keep our arrogance. Like we, we've got to still act like we're the big kids on the block. I think too many people are tucking their tail saying, Oh, we need to really respect the Rangers. I'm not saying I don't respect the Rangers but I still don't buy what they're selling in the long term. I don't, I like, and we are coming within four games of them in the division without Alvarez, without three of our five pitchers, Brantley, JP France with Ronel Blanco, you know, I mean, Hunter Brown is who he is with Javier stumbling with Valdez stumbling here and there with our bullpen cracking at times. I mean, we're still that close. And so, I absolutely think that this team is set up for success, but the bullpen being sharp tonight, and that's where we'll kind of start kind of wrapping things up here a little bit because I don't want to go too, too long. I know we got a lot of people. I appreciate everybody. What we'll do is we'll we'll wrap up, talk about the bullpen, and then we will talk about games two and three because I still don't think that they've named a starter for um, Sunday or Monday, but we we will we'll go ahead and talk about Saturday's game here in a second. Trev, what is it about the bullpen that you think is the glue? Is it guys like Nerys and Matan and Abreu that's really holding this together? I think they're all underrated. Um, but the one guy that I think has been holding it down, and he's been really underrated. He's had a couple of stumbles here and there, but I think it's Phil Maton. Um, this guy, when he's on, he's on. But his only downside is when he's off, he's way off. You could say the same thing, I guess, about Brian Abreu, but Nerys... And uh, Maton going back-to-back was awesome. I think that truly was the icing on the cake. After Dubon hit that, was it a two-RBI go-ahead score? Then we went on the sacrifice fly to make it 5-3. Um, 
when he did that and I saw Maytime was coming in, I was like, this guy's got ice in the veins. I mean, this guy's been very, very good all year. Call of the couples, you know, fall. I don't want to call them meltdowns, but call a couple of those mulligans, the one against the Dodgers and the Brian Abreu thing against the Dodgers. Call that a mulligan. Right. But we've been seeing some of these bullpen collapses, but a lot of them have been surrounding one guy and he wears number 47. And um, I don't know if any of you guys saw it out there, but he had two perfect innings against the St. Louis Cardinals. So he didn't yeah. get any time today, uh, tonight. So they had their, their top guys. I mean, they had their top dogs. Do I believe that they need to resign? Hector Neris is one of those guys. Phil Maton is also one of those guys. Brian and Brady looked great. And the man that you all criticized, the man that you all gave up on, I'm not talking to you directly, so no offense, but some of the fans I've been seeing on Twitter, Ryan Presley locking it down. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So we, we will now, this is what's interesting. MLB.com. Let's go ahead and get into Saturday's game, but we'll talk about this here in a couple minutes. So y'all have to stay with us Sunday and Monday. It does list, it does list um, Framber on Sunday, Javier on Monday. But when you go to MLB.com, the app, there are no pictures there. So it makes you wonder if they're just projecting out what they think is going to happen. I haven't heard an official word. Of course, I'm not on Twitter looking at Chandler Rome's tweets or anything like that. But the Saturday game is going to be a solid game because we've got Hunter Brown, um, the young rookie pitcher who's turning a lot of heads in the league, 6-4, and four, 362 ERA, 97 strikeouts, almost 100 strikeouts, 30 walks, 1.2 whip. Going against Nathan Avaldi, the kid from Alvin, the – the kid that came from the same place that Nolan Ryan came from, went to high school at Alvin, went to Alvin Community College, is a local kid, 9-3, and 282 ERA, 101 strikeouts, only 23 walks, and a 1.0 whip. Evaldi is every bit of the pitcher that I think he's really shown capability. That I think this is the guy that the Red Sox had signed after they won the World Series when he was on that roster. So tomorrow's game, probably a little bit tougher assignment than John Gray. Um, you know, how do you think we do against Evaldi? It is harder than John Gray for sure. Um, Nate Evaldi is a guy in the past that's very it's pitched very well against us. Um, if I really think off the top of my head, the guy who can really get to Evaldi, two of them on the active roster right now, it's Altuve and Bregman. Thankfully, in Dusty Baker's current lineups, Altuve and Bregman have been batting one too. So if you can get a little one-two punch in the beginning of the game, get him a little flustered, anything can happen. The other one that I really kind of think that really scares me a little bit is Martin Perez. He knows how to pitch against us a lot too. But if you're talking about Saturday's game, it's going to be low scoring in my opinion. I think you got some two very, very young, good pitchers on the mound for both teams. Um, against two solid lineups, I think. And again, I don't know if McCormick is playing tomorrow or if Corey Jolks gets the start tomorrow or whatever the case is, or if Mauricio Dubon's playing. Um, but two or Bly Madrid. Bly Madrid, too, who showed up against St. Louis a bunch. Uh, but no matter how the lineup is constructed, as long as it's not too outrageous, it's going to be close no matter what, low scoring no matter what. But I'm picking Houston. I'm picking Houston all the way. You know me. Yeah, exactly. So, um, look. Guys, we got 141 right now. I'm showing that are online right now watching with us. If you have not hit the like button, I'm going to kindly ask that you hit the like button because that right there, the more likes we have, the more when people come by and see it and they don't know us, it shows that, whoa, not only did they watch it, but they liked it. And if you love it, why wouldn't you hit that thumbs up? Um, So, you know, look, 
I think maybe game two is is one of those games that you toss out as kind of a toss up. The Astros, obviously anybody can win any day. But if there's one that I would say would be the toughest one to win, I think it would be against Evaldi because of who he is. So I wouldn't mind splitting the first two. Of course, being greedy and being an Astros guy, I want the Astros to win every single game and go 162. And the Eagles, yeah. Right. Against, <laughs> yeah. Like, let's not even get into the Liger, the Napoleon Dynamite-inspired. Vote for Pedro. Yeah. Dude, the mythological <sighs> creature. It's, it's really bad. I don't know about y'all, but look, hey. I, I guess I kind of like the hats. I like the hat design. Okay. It's not I don't, bad. It kind of reminds me of Rice University a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of like Rice meets Walker, Texas Ranger a little bit. Yeah. Um, the pants remind me of softball teams my dad used to play against. And look, hey. Footsie um, pajamas. It reminds me of footsie pajamas. The only, the only thing I would say that I like about the uniform that is a knock on ours is at least the Jersey and the pants are two different colors. Like our Jersey and pants are the same colors. And they kind of looks like a jumpsuit to me a little bit. That's the only knock on the space city jerseys. I wish everybody wore the short pants with the orange socks. I know we're getting off on arbitrary things, Yes, but Hey, if we could sweep, I would love it too. That would be amazing. So let's look at Sunday's game. Um, you have Framber Valdez, who I think really has a start that he wants to kind of vindicate. He wants to come back and just be a lot more solid. Definitely. Going against Andrew Heaney. Look, Andrew Heaney is 5-5. Five and five. I'm not saying he's great, but he's having a decent year. He does have a 4.38 ERA. He has allowed 34 walks, a little bit higher whip. But I think in this game, you've got Framber Valdez with 110 strikeouts. I think he goes out there and gets it done, mystifies their solid hitters. And I like that. See, I like the Astros to take game three and four. I think Javier comes back with a vengeance. And that's I what so. I like about Sunday and Monday's games. What do you think about Framber taking the bump Sunday? He's he's long overdue for the quality start, like we're talking seven, eight inning kind of game. Like the 2022 Framber, we need him to come back on Sunday. And I don't know if you know this, Brett, off the top of your head, how many lefties are in that Texas lineup? How many you know? lefties? Oh, Lord. Um, the, I was going to say, because Framber's been struggling against the lefties this year. So, yeah, that's I mean, if, true. If, he can, if he can bounce back against some – some righties that the Rangers have been throwing out there. Cause I think they have a lot of right-handed bats because I team. think, what is it? Um, isn't, isn't Seager is Seager a lefty? Yeah. Seager's yep. a lefty. I think Nate, uh, Nathaniel Lowe is a lefty. Um, let's see. Those are two of the guys in the top three right there. They're of their yeah. lineup. So yeah. Frommer's got, Frommer's got to bring it. And, um, it really makes you wonder who's going to catch on Sunday. Yiner or Martin Maldonado. Maldonado in the last three games, uh, well, say what you want about him tonight. Didn't get a lot of action, I guess you want to say, but he started that rally when they were down three to one with that sack bunt, advancing right. two runners. Um, he did great against St. Louis in game two. What did he get three RBIs that night? I think it was. Um, and I'm always the guy, right, to say, play your hot hand. Like right. if, if Diaz is kind of cooling off and Maldi's heating up, that's when you put Maldi in the game if Maldi's cooling off and Yiner's heating up you just vice versa you swap those two play your I agree with that. and I hope 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 that Mauricio Dubon is in the lineup tomorrow night because he's your hot hand right now and there's he a little is. theme going on this year where oh I see that so-and-so hit four RBIs let's sit him right and see what so happens you have, yeah. so as far as lefty lefties you have um Janikowski's a lefty 
Haim and Tavares are switch hitters. And then I'm looking up Duran real quick. Um, I can't Duran is a Duran is a right-hander. So they, they do have four or five guys. They've got two guys that can switch, but look, if Framber cannot, is not throwing to left-handers. Well, if they're switch hitters, they're, they're probably going from left side of the plate. But did you notice Mauricio Dubon threw accolades at Maldonado after the game? He said, I did not look. see that. No. Yeah. He said, he said, look, what, what I contribute this win to tonight is the fact that he said, we'll be up playing video games and then everybody's about to go to bed and we'll look over and be like three in the morning and Maldonado's over there on his computer getting, getting ready for the game. And he said, I know, I, I know Maldonado, you know, he, he gets a lot of basically crap for his bat, but he said the stuff he does for our team, a lot of things people don't see his value and his worth. And it's, and it's interesting that the Astros say those things openly. It's almost like they're paying attention to social media somewhat, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this team has got the, they've got the pedigree, they've got the experience and they've got the ability to, even if they're down, they're not out and they never panic. And so let's go ahead and wrap up our, uh, our final thoughts. So Astros take game one of these next three games, Trev, how many games do you think realistically the Astros take from the Rangers? Realistically, I think they take three out of four. Three out of four. Give me that. What do I want them to do? I want them to sweep them and pound them into the ground where they belong. But I think they're going to go three out of four, take the series. And you were listing off the things that the Astros have right now. The only thing that they really need to overcome this hump, and we can answer the question, are they B-A-C-K? Because I'm not going to say that and jinx it. But they got to get that swagger back, right? You need right. your you need your cocky Alex Bregman's. You need right. that you need that Carlos Correa in the line in the clubhouse to fire up the boys. The only thing you're missing right now is the swag. And I think Jose Altuve he is a leader, but he's a very silent leader. You got to get that vocal guy. Correa was that guy. Can Jeremy Pena, right. Mister Mister Stiff Neck himself, become that guy? Or maybe Alex Bregman goes back to his 2019 form. We need that swag in the building. You know, I like that. I, I I think that's a great read on on everything. Um, and I just think this club just needs to take it one game at a time. And maybe fans take a lesson out of the Astros book, because while we were panicking and freaking out and thinking the sky was falling, they were like, hey, we just got to come back to the ballpark and regroup. That's why um, they're that's why they're in the pros. And I'm that's why here. they're the pros <laughs> and where the. We're the people that watch. I was going to use another word that we're the people that. that think that know everything. That's yeah. right. Well, hey, listen, man, um, this has been an excellent special edition. Trevor, I appreciate you stepping in for Eric, the man Heisman. Thank you. He's hanging out in San Antonio tonight. I'm sure he watched the game. I'm sure he's on his vacation watching us and proud that we came together. I'm H-Town Wilhouse. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find the show at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Trevor, you can find him at Trev Strohs on Twitter. Make sure that you check him out. Say hi to him. Follow him. And for all of us at Locked on Astros, just remember, we are your team every day. Oh, and if you have not caught it, the audio version of my interview with um, Quincy Hamilton is up on Apple wherever you get your audio podcast. So go check that out today. And as always, go Strokes. Let's beat the Peagles, baby. That's right. Destiny is in our hands.